Coming up, Orange Whip to return to Jay Ward, raising funds for the East Grampians Health Service ahead of the Murray to Moyne. The Resilience Project tickets will be advertised to the community on Wednesday, and you have a chance to win a family pass to the Grampians Music Festival. You're listening to Arat's Latest with local journalist Jack Ward. Hello and welcome. We're up to episode four this week, How Time Flies. And it's been a long week, that's for sure. The first full week back at school is always a killer, but it's great to be with you. And the podcast is fast becoming the highlight of my week, especially chatting to all the locals about what's happening around our community. Now, to remember, to sh- remember too, to shoot me through a message um, if you have a story or something, if you see something happening in town, please do let me know so then I can cover it. Coming up today, the Grampian Model Railroaders are holding their third model train show this weekend in Ararat. Lisa Haddo also speaks with me about the Orange Whip Murray Des Moines fundraiser this Friday, and Richmond player David Asprey explains his involvement with the Resilience Project ahead of tickets officially going on sale for Ararat's community session. But first, Grampians Musical Festival director Carly Fleckno shared a post on her Facebook earlier this week, calling on friends and family to help keep the annual festival alive. This year's bushfires, extreme weather and festival cancellations have had a huge flow-on effect to ticket sales, which are down by 40%. This year's event is locked in, but if ticket sales don't increase, the future is not clear. Carly Fleckno joins me now. Carly, you shared on Facebook this week that your musical baby isn't where it should be. What did you mean by that statement? Um, look, regional Victoria and, and some other regional areas across Australia have been seeing a downturn because of um, the current environmental uh, challenges that are going on at the moment, so bushfires and extreme weather conditions. And our music festival and other regional festivals have really been hit quite hard. There's been a few festival cancellations. We had Falls Festival that actually had to evacuate because of extreme weather. And um, it's really impacted the way that people have been um, purchasing their music festival tickets and planning their summer. And so we've definitely seen the, the impact of that with the way the ticket sales have been going this year. And compared to previous years, how are the ticket sales looking at the moment? Um, so we've seen about a, a probably about a 40% drop on where we would have been in previous years. We haven't exactly seen um, people actually asking for refunds. It's part of our terms and conditions um, that that's not something that we do. But also those who have purchased tickets from December onwards, you know, they've, they've sort of accepted, I guess, the environment that we're in when they've purchased their tickets. Um, it's more been a slowdown of the trend that we would be seeing at this particular point in time being three weeks out. Um, you would definitely see um, a, a pick up towards the towards the final few weeks. And do you think that's because obviously there's no fires in the Grampians area, but is that just because people's preconceived ideas of, you know, bush and fire, is that what you think is causing this? I think that's a really that's a really great way of of, simple, of, of explaining it. Um of sort of giving a simple example of what's going on. Um, there's that there's there's the incredibly heartbreaking photos that have been on the news and and through newspapers which people may not remember as much now because it hasn't been as present for the last say three or four weeks but Mm. um while those incredible bushfires were going on in east Gippsland, you know all you could see was those horrible images of what was going on in maltruda and there's also been some of that messaging that's come through in in quick grab press headlines saying things like tourists urged to evacuate national parks and you know, um, that can be quite terrifying if you don't actually completely understand 
um, the locations and the specifics of what that's all about. Tourism, Sports and Major Events Minister Martin Bakula has uh, announced funds this week um, in regards to a bushfire recovery round for regional events. Is that something that the Grand Pins Music Festival is going to be looking at? We definitely will. Um, and I think it's incredible that the state government has actually recognised the impact of this on events and how that can have a, like a, a real future detriment to the success of events. The hard part is that um, a festival, it's very expensive to run. Um, so even for a festival like ours, which is considered small and boutique, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to put together. So tw- I'm not going to turn my nose up at $20,000 um, if we were successful with a grant. But it is just a drop in the ocean. So we have to put all kinds of other things in place to make sure that, you know, we can we can ensure that we can have a 2021 festival. And really, at the end of the day, that's what's at stake. Because if, if we get into financial difficulties without being able to sell enough tickets, um, especially since it's a committee of volunteers that run the festival, um, is whether or not we'd be able to actually run another event next year. At this stage, this year's festival is 100% going ahead though, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Um, we are full steam ahead. Planning is completely full steam ahead. Um, emergency services have no issues with the festival at all and we're definitely organising everything to make it an incredible event and I tell you what, if anything happens and it is the very last one, it's going to be a huge one. It's definitely going to be memorable. So what I suppose I'd really like to say is it'd be great to see locals coming down purely to support the event because it's an incredible experience. It's a really great community vibe but also to take advantage of the fact that they have such incredible musicians that are like a 30-40 minute drive um, rather than having to travel to Melbourne. We've got huge headliners um, and it really is a quite an affordable way to, to see them. Um, you can do a Friday ticket or a Saturday ticket. Um, and then, you know, Sunday, we've got emerging artist stages which are free to attend um, throughout Halls Gap as well as our Sunday Funday pool party with DJs and things. It's only $15 at the Halls Gap pool. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for locals to actually jump in and, and really help this event thrive um, and also take part in an incredible activity. And you're also the owner of Harvest in Halls Gap. What have the tourist numbers been like at the moment over the Australia Day weekend? Are they down? Yeah, they are. Yeah. If I was to give a, a flat statistic, I'd say around about 30% is what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, weekends and weekdays, long weekends, school holidays. There's just that decrease in attendance. Um, and that's intrastate, local um, and interstate and overseas as well. So, um it's, it's a tough time in tourism at the moment. Um, some other areas of the tourism sector that are being impacted by the coronavirus. And so all across the board, um, the tourism industry is struggling, whether that's restaurants or accommodation or um, activity providers. Um, and it's definitely being seen in Hall Gap and, and areas surrounding the Grampians um, and, you know, the rest of Victoria at the moment. Coming up a little later in the show, I'll be giving away a family pass valued at $353 to the festival, which is in its fourth year, so stay tuned. There'll be a question about the festival that you have to answer. You can also book your tickets at grampiansmusicfestival.com. This week's Your Say poll follows on from that story, and the question was, have recent events such as the bushfires made you rethink your holiday plans? 47 voters this week, and 87% of those said no, they haven't rethought their plans, or 17% yes said yes, the bushfires did make them rethink. The Grampian Model Railroaders are returning to Ararat for their third annual Ararat Model Rail Train Show this weekend. The main event, held in stall each year, has been running for 22 years. But Ararat's is a little newer, but there's plenty of plenty promised at this week's event. Clyde Humphreys from the Grampian Model Railroaders joins me on the line. Clyde, this event has been running for two years previous to this year's event. How successful has it been in the past? 
started off slowly, but it's starting to fire off really well now. It's basically one of our smaller shows. It, it incorporates a, a lot of the club's own layouts, um, and we've invited special layouts to the show. It, it, the whole concept is that it's a fundraiser for our club. We don't have to travel. A lot of people aren't probably aren't aware that whenever they go to a model train show, the layout that they see, the organising club has had to pay for them to come. Our, our big one in July, that runs into thousands of dollars that it costs us to actually run that show before anyone walks in the door. So with the Ararat one, um, it's on a smaller scale uh, and we try to source some local layouts, uh, but also people that are, are friends of the club uh, bring theirs and, and donate um, their time to it. How many layouts are going to be at the event this, of this weekend? Look, at this stage, we're going to have between eight and ten, um, and that'll include some good traders as well. Um, the traders are probably a key thing because, as you know, in the, the Western Victoria, our options for, for getting uh, bits and pieces are very, very limited. The show runs from 10am to 5pm on Saturday and 10am to 4pm on Sunday at the Alexandra Oval Community Centre. Children under 16 are free but must have adult supervision. This Friday, East Grampians Health Service is hosting a Murray to Moyne fundraiser at J Ward with local stars Orange Whip performing in a repeat of last year's successful event to raise money for our local health service. East Grampians Health Service has been participating in the event for 20 years. I sat down with team member Lisa Haddo this week. She began our interview by explaining what the event is all about. There's three places you can leave from. We leave from Swan Hill, but you can also leave from, I think, Achuka and uh, Mildura. And you basically ride from the Murray down to Moyne, so down to Port Ferry um, in a relay. So we have teams, you know, on the road the whole time, although people have done it in the past, I believe, but um, far too far for us. Um, so, yeah, you do it in a relay, so you have a team on the road at all times and you ride through to, Ham to Hamilton um, on the Saturday. So just however long it takes you, if you get in at 10 o'clock or at 3 o'clock in the morning whatever and then we leave from um, Hamilton the next morning and ride down to Port Ferry and that's just a straight through everyone you can basically choose how far you like to ride on that on the Sunday yeah so how many people are involved in the team this year um, we started with 20 we've, unfortunately this year we've had two fairly serious accidents so um, we're a few riders down and um, I think at the moment we're at 15 riders which is still doable we're looking at whether maybe we can bring a couple of extra riders in just to um the more riders you have on the road the more rest you get um so it makes it a bit easier that way so yeah we'll see how we go yeah and what's the team raising money for each year i understand it's different each year yeah so the whole idea with the murray des moines is um, you raise money for your local health service so each is grampians health service um and this year it's for a bladder scanner for um um the Low Street and Garden View Court, um, and also an ECG machine. So very usually very expensive machines, and um, our target is to raise twenty thousand dollars. Last year we had a really good year. We I think it was around twenty five or more. Um, so yeah, we were aiming for the twenty thousand at least this year. Yeah. And what one way you're raising money is of course the event this Friday. What's the event? all about yeah so um orange whip um local band eight piece band will be playing at j ward um valentine's day so not any plans on valentine's day it's a nice way to spend the evening um so uh 
we have a support act as well in Charlotte Harwood, who's a local girl, um, wonderful voice. So she will play a set earlier on and then um, Orange Rip will come on a bit later. And it's a, it's a really easy, fun, casual, you know, great, great fun night. Um, and so you just BYO everything, um, $30 a ticket or $35 at the door. Um, and yeah, all the money's going towards um, a goat reason yeah to raise money for the for the hope health service yeah, yeah an event similar event was held last year I yeah yeah so this is positive. the second one yeah so basically we decided to run with it again due to the positive response we got from last year so i think we sold around 285 tickets last year aiming to crack the 300 this year with a bit of luck we might do that um i think you know very positive um, response from last year everyone seemed to have a great time and um, so we're hoping that we get a few extra ones this year as well. Do you have a story? Are you or someone you know holding a community event? I want to know what you know about local issues and upcoming events. Contact Ararat's Latest via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or email Latest at gmail.com. Your story may instigate a community discussion, help a local organisation and importantly, keep locals informed. Now, just before I introduce the next story, if you're planning on winning the tickets to the Grampians Music Festival, I would be getting a pen and paper out right now because after this next short story, it's, it's your chance to win. So hold tight. Now, tickets to the Resilience Project are officially going on sale to the community this Wednesday. Schools have had priority for the event, which will instigate a larger Resilient ARAC campaign. I caught up with Jessica from Jessica Patterson from Central Grampians Len and uh, to speak about the event. We've had a call from several of the local schools, there's 10 working together so far, uh, and they saw the Resilience Project up in St Arnott a few years ago, and so uh, that resulted in them coming together to decide that it'd be a really great idea to have the program come to Ararat, and uh, we've come on board to help make that happen. Jessica said that young people are a major focus for the working group, with the Resilience Project doing a number of sessions with both primary and secondary students when they're in town. With the program really focusing on the schools, it'll be great to start with because uh, the schools will be able to introduce the Resilience Project curriculum. Uh, and so that'll be a really great start for students in working on their resilience. And then hopefully we'll also be able to roll the program out further across the community and have a lot of different activities going on to also promote that resilient ARAP message um, within the community as well. Plans are underway to ensure the message of resilience continues after the Resilience Project's visit. At this stage, we're planning quite a few different activities to continue throughout the year. Uh, so we're really hoping that Resilient ARAP is something that will be rolled out over the next two to three years uh, and continue to have a focus. So the schools will be able to continue implementing the curriculum and then at the same time within the community, we'll be able to continue having different activities happening uh, around resilience and resilient ARAT. Ticketing information will be shared on Facebook this Wednesday. So keep an eye out for those details. It's now time to give away some tickets. I've got that family pass, two adults and two children, 14 and under, to the Grampians Music Festival. It's all happening on the 28th and 29th of Feb in Halls Gap. Get your phone ready. I've got a question for you. You need to ring in and let me know your answer. So you're going to call 0484 679 151. That was 0484 679 151. The first person with the correct answer wins. And the question is, including this year, how many years has the festival been running for? If you know the answer, call 0484 679 151 now. And in the meantime, here's Richmond player and former Taddean Hawk Dave Asprey 
speaking with me about his involvement with the Resilience Project late last year. During 2016, we were, um, we were faced with a pretty challenging season. Um, so we only won eight games of footy and um, yeah, we were floundering a little bit, but the culture of the place was probably a little bit stifled, um, probably focused too much on the negative aspects of what was happening within the industry and our club personally. And um, Yeah, I just... I spoke to a couple of people who had experienced it. Um, I had some really good friends um, who got along really well with Hugh and they'd, they'd seen the work that he was doing. So I organised with the football club for him to come down. And, um, yeah, around that time we saw a real shift in our, in our culture. And um, yeah, it's, it's been an ongoing thing for me personally, but a lot of the guys at the football club practice it um, on a daily basis. And um, yeah, it's, it's been an enormous part of my life. Since, uh, since I got in contact with you. You say, yeah, you've been practicing since. How do you incorporate the principles into your everyday life? Uh, it's a journal. Um, so, yeah, there's a, initially there's, a, um, there's like a 15-day journal that, that Hugh sort of rolls out that uh, I did. And um, I did that and I just remember immediately thinking about a lot of positive things in my life, being grateful for, for people in particular that I probably didn't reflect on on a daily basis. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's... Um, yeah, the journal aspect of it, but then you start to be, it starts to become habitual um, within your life, and um, yeah, it's it's been it's been really important for me and for people close to me. You know, it wasn't the absolute catalyst as to why we sort of um, you know our culture really became a lot better, but um, it definitely really contributed. Um, we're, I'm lucky enough now to be in a culture that's. Um, you know, well recognised and the Richmond Football Club brand isn't just a big football club, you know, we, um, we do a lot of good things and, and we're a healthy, happy, um, you know, a performance based culture, but, you know, also, um, you know, really put a lot of emphasis on the individual and, and people's well-being. So, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, as a football club, you just sort of enjoy turning up to work uh, as an individual. It's great. It's great to come into an environment where um, you know, everyone really wants to be there. You know, winning games of football are great, but um, the journey throughout the week uh, and ongoing is, is the best part of our football club. And it isn't, um, you know, it isn't sort of the be all and end all winning games of football. You know, we, we're all about the journey and, um, you know, being, being grateful and um, practicing gratitude and um, empathy and things like that are, are a huge part of it. Why do you think resilience is such an important thing to have? I think. You know, everyone is, you know, subject to adversity at different stages of their life. Um, you know, for me, it might have been injury or, or something like that. Um, you know, I've had a lot of surgeries in my football career and it was, it was, um, it was really battling early. Um, I wasn't really sure whether I was going to make anything in my career. Um, but, yeah, resilience isn't always just like being about tough, um, you know, sort of focused or, or anything like that. It's more about having a better understanding of yourself and, um, you know, the resources and, and people that you might have in your life that, that really help you. Um, yeah, and the, the program um, and the work that I did with Hugh um, and the Resilience Project was enormous for me and sort of having a better understanding of what resilience is and I've got nothing but huge endorsement from him. How do you think that the Resilience Project can help the ARA community and I guess the wider community as well here in Maroona and the regional areas around ARA? Yeah, it sort of doesn't matter where you are. Um, you know, obviously I'm based in, in Melbourne and, um, you know, at Punt Road and 
you know, it's it's definitely applicable there, but we're all a part of, you know, Western society, really. Um, and we are programmed to sort of look at the negative things that, that happen within your life and they're the aspects of our life that we want to get better. Um, we're never... Um, happy really in uh, in what we have we're never we're never sort of complacent or you know just sort of proud of what we're what we've got that's that's just who we are and and how we work so um you know the Yarra community and um Tattoon and the the greater areas will enormously benefit from this because it just helps you um you know think about the things that you can control the things in your life that you appreciate and love um, and it and it absolutely shifts your focus back to, back to that. I, I understand that um, these things are programmed into people from a very young age. Um, so all I say is just be open minded. Um, you know, I growing up around here, I, I was probably much the same. It wasn't a, it wasn't practice. It wasn't any part of my life growing up. But um, I sit here today as someone that has a has a part of my everyday. Um, so yeah, just just be open-minded. I understand you might feel a little bit uncomfortable at different stages with things like this, but um, you know the the results of it are enormous. It can be so beneficial to people. It's great to hear Dave's perspective there on resilience and the project. Remember, tickets to the community session are officially released to the public this Wednesday, and information will be released on the Facebook page. Uh, on Wednesday. Now, during that interview, I think we might have found a winner for the Grampians Music Festival Family Pass giveaway. Just a reminder, the question was, including this year, how many years has the festival been running for? Lee Holmes joins me now live. Lee, what's the answer? I think it's three, including this year. Oh, well, Lee, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, it's four, four this year. It's four. Yes. Sorry, no worries. No, sorry. Um, I'll have another question. Uh, uh, coming up in just a moment, but thanks for joining me, Lee. Thank you. Bye. The Lee then, she didn't quite get the mess, the, the answer there, but it's still your chance to win. This next question's a little bit easier, and the first person to ring in wins. So the question is, what is the URL for the Grampians Music Festival website? It's a pretty easy one. Ring in, first person who rings in with the correct answer gets that family pass. And uh, this is your last chance to get it, so make sure you don't miss out. Now, LifeLinks Church, formerly called the Ararat Church of Christ, is holding a garage sale this Saturday to raise funds for an upcoming celebration day. Ali Llewellyn is on the Real Life Celebration Committee, and she joins me now. Ali, what is happening this Saturday at the Alexandra Hall? Well, we're having a bit of an event as a lead-up to Real Life, Jack. We're having a big garage sale come boot sale. And we're inviting anybody who'd like to come along to just come and have some fun. There's going to be so much stuff on offer, um, as well as lots of food and goodies. So it's not just household items and your usual garage sale things. There'll be a bit of something for everybody. Towards the end of March, we're putting on a repeat of the event that we did last year, which is called the Real Life Celebration. And it was such a success last year that we felt we just had to do it again. Um, but it is a very expensive undertaking, and while our church picked up the tab for it, we're doing a couple of fundraising things um, to help offset some of the expenses, and this is one of those. So what is that real-life celebration event? Can you talk me through it? Sure. Look, I guess the bottom line is that um, as a church, we just love our community, and we're concerned that there are quite a few people in our rat who aren't always feeling very connected with other parts of the community. 
So we decided we would come up with an event that would allow people to come out, just have a good time. And the big thing is that it wouldn't cost them anything because we understand the pressures that can be on families, especially getting kids back to school and recovering from Christmas. So a real-life event is just one day of family fun. It's going to be held down at the town hall. Um, we have all kinds of activities. There's crafts and things for the kids to do. There's rides. There's live entertainment. There's competitions. There's food and drink. And absolutely everything is free. Brilliant. So the event this Saturday, um, if someone wants to come along, what are the details? They just need to rock up down to the Alexandra Oval and if they come any time between 9 and 2 and bring your wallet because there's bound to be something that you just discover you can't live without. There we go. And I think we might have a winner for the competition. Now, the new question was, the first one was wrong and it was four. It's, the festival has been running for four years. The next question was, what is the URL for the festival's website? Nikita McDonald joins me on the line now. Nikita, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Do you have an answer? What is the URL? Uh, congratulations, that is correct. We have a winner, Nikita McDonald. Congratulations, stay on the line. I'll be with you in just a second. Now, coming up this week in our rat, we've heard a few stories. And just to recap, the Murray to Moyne fundraiser kicks off at 6 p.m. this Friday at J Ward. The Ararat Model Train Show is on this weekend at Alexandra Oval Community Centre, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday. And the Real Life Celebration Garage Sale Fundraiser will be open for business on Saturday between 9 and 2 at Alexandra Hall. That wraps up today's show. Thank you for joining me. You can always catch up on past episodes on your favourite podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Congratulations to Nikita McDonald, who was quick enough to call in with the second answer to our second question. She's heading along to the Grampians Music Festival with her family. And don't forget to get out and about and support our local businesses. We've heard how important it is. Head out to Halls Gap, head out to our local areas and spend a bit of coin. That ends this week's show. I'll see you next week. This was Arat's Latest.